Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. In this episode, we're going to talk about Attack on Titan, and we're starting up Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I keep wanting to call this Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I realize that, but then I think about it and I'm like, Nintendo probably really wouldn't like that very much. But man, if you gave him the shield and he's Captain America, I don't know, Captain Falcon just fits. At the beginning of this episode, he's like, the shield doesn't feel like mine. In the comics, he became Captain America also, but I believe at the time after Cap died in the comics... Here, Cap just kind of retires, but in the comics, he dies, and a bunch of people try to fill in his shoes. Bucky does, and Falcon does, so I think it's interesting that they're in the show together. The only other person that tries to fill his shoes that isn't here is The Punisher, because The Punisher's probably off doing his own thing. They did cancel those Netflix series, and I'm not sure they have any plans to revive them, which is a shame, because the Daredevil series, at least, was amazing. And since they're doing a She-Hulk show, I would have loved to see them go at it in the courtroom, Daredevil and She-Hulk. Not even physically with fists, just with like, I don't know, what's a law term? Litigation. <laughs> I hope they still count as canon. I don't think they do because uh, Maharshala, I think that's his name. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, Maharshala Ali, he is taking a different role in the Marvel Universe. So he's not going to be, um, I think he was part of the Serpent Society last time, but now he's somebody else, which honestly... That guy, he's such a good actor. He deserves way more than the fucking Serpent Society. The thing that I was hoping we get out of this show was badass action sequences. And there's a really badass mission that Falcon goes on that looks like it's just the beginning of an Avengers movie. It's amazing. There's a couple scenes that look a little wonky, but for the most part, it looks fucking fantastic. I love when he's about to go into the propellers of the helicopter and he flaps his wings. That was really cool. Also, Red Wing is a little robot that he has. Has he always had Red Wing and I've just not been paying attention? I love that Red Wing is a robot. It's a lot more PETA friendly. Because I'm assuming like PETA would have probably seen him running around with a real Falcon and gotten real upset, real mad. I at least hope it was a real Falcon at one point. Like maybe he was in college or when he was in the Air Force, he had a pet Falcon or some shit. Red Wing is actually super helpful. It does make bird sounds, which is cute. And it's apparently Stark tech. So... Tony Stark made him a cute little falcon. What a buddy. What a pal. What a friend. However, you think with all the money he had left, he would have paid his friends to help him do all this crazy shit because they're just doing it out of the goodwill of their heart. We find out that Falcon has no money. And it's like, fucking how? And you're doing life or death things for him. He's not going to slide you a couple mil just for a thanks for helping out? No? He's not going to put you in his will? Nothing? Captain America, I'm sure, has a ton of like military back payments that he's rolling in right now that he can be like... I gave you the shield, you're going to need some money to, you know, keep up this operation. So, here's 10 grand. Nothing? No? Well, shit. Okay. We learned that the snap actually has uh, economic ramifications, which of course it would. Now there's more people that they have to accommodate. Everybody's back. And there's some people who are like, man, I wish the time when the snap happened. And honestly, unless you lost somebody, which everybody did, I believe, You'd probably think the snap was great. Like, the carbon footprint of humanity is lowered now. Uh, there's more houses to go around to purchase. The price of things go up or down. Probably go up, but since you have less people to produce the things, they become more rare, right? And you have less people knowledgeable in certain things, so things become more rare. But because you have less people more no less knowledgeable in things, I'm pretty sure maybe that affects the price of college, right? Like, college, the price of college goes down because... It's like, we need more people in the workforce now. So we want to make it attainable for people. But loans are going to get tight when everybody and their mother comes back and goes, hey, I don't have five years of work experience. I need a loan. It's That's the way it is for everybody. But he's like, I have military contracts, which he just came back from a military excursion doing that badass Avengers movie at the beginning. And they're like, eh, 
nope, that doesn't, we can't really, no. And I'm like, what the hell? Maybe he needs to take some more contracts and then go, hey, sis, I'm going to take a couple more contracts and help you. The thing is, she doesn't really want his help. She wants to do everything on her own, especially since Falcon went off to do his own thing. She's like, look, you're doing your own thing and I'm doing, I'm taking care of the family stuff. She kind of, it sounds like she resents him for like going off and leaving her behind. But it's like, sometimes you have to do your own thing. But then him coming back and saying, I own half the boat. I own half the house. It's like, yeah, but where were you to help take care of it? You know, where were you when times got tough? I understand you were snapped, but you're back now and things are hard. Times are hard. You left before the snap to go fuck around with Captain America and friends. Love that the the guy at the bank, the loan guy at the bank is still, now after telling him, oh yeah, we can't approve your loan. Can I still get a selfie? What the fucking gall? The balls. If I'm going to give you a fucking selfie, motherfucker, you, you better make that money appear. But, you know, I get it. The bank is not going to lend you money if you have no way to pay them back. The thing is, like, it's a loan for a business. So they're like, hey, we're taking out this loan because we have a business. And it's a business that she's taking over from her family. I don't understand why that would be so difficult. For her, anyway. But then again, I don't know her credit history. She said she had a lot of financial problems, so I could understand why a loan would be tough to get. You could probably get a loan from some shady characters. I can definitely see him turning to evil, bodyguarding some stuff or just to help his sister stay afloat. I could definitely see that. Up until the very ending of the episode where we see Flag Smasher destroy Torres, US Agent show up. Man, US Agent looks so goofy. Looking at US Agent, he looks so weird and funny. I think it's his smile. He just kind of looks like Popeye. I will say right now, the only thing I have, only knowledge I have of US Agent is that he was in Marvel vs. Street Fighter or X-Men vs. Street Fighter, one of those games. There was like a hundred different versions of those games. And he was in one of them. And I think he's a secret character in another. That's the only thing I know of US Agent is that announcer saying his name when you select it, when you select the guy that looks like Captain America uh, and that he was a replacement for Captain America that was government mandated. Which, yeah, this looks, everything looks on point. Everything looks above board. They're not really changing much of these characters at all. Flag Smasher, exactly the same. He wants to live in a group without borders. His whole backstory, his whole thing about, you know, we're living in a world without borders and fuck countries, that's it. That's Flag Smasher. They got these characters dead on. Except, I don't recall Flag Smasher having human, superhuman strength. I recall him having a ton of different kind of weapons that he has thanks to his group and money because of that group and fighting prowess like he's like batman and that he's a badass fighter but he's not necessarily super strong so when he kicked the guy he went flying i was like wait a minute that doesn't seem right but then again i did hear that flag smasher was two different dudes so maybe one of those dudes has super strength torres asked about a secret moon base where they keep captain america he's like oh there's some there's some conspiracy theories and i'm like oh god i'm so tired of conspiracy theories Back in the day, conspiracy theories were like so far and few between that you can name them. You can kind of count them on one hand, the ones you knew about. Now there are so many and they're so dumb that it's like, just pick one. What is the earth flat? Fucking have at it, Hoss. You know, it's so silly. Uh, but the moon based one is funny because there are bases on the moon. I'm sure the government has a base, secret moon base. But the other things that made me think of is like where the Watcher lives on the moon and where the Inhumans live on the moon. Where the, the Inhumans are like, look, we'll live on the moon to stay away from you fucking humans. A lot of superhero communities who get ostracized tend to isolate themselves on these little places. And the moon base happens to be one of them. Falcon decides to give up the shield. He's like, fuck it. This is not mine. Gives it to a museum because he's like Indiana Jones here. When he's like, the world needs new heroes. And then Captain Falcon's like, the world needs heroes in general. You know, you can't, giving up that shield is a lot. 
I know it's a weight off your shoulders, but it's also, it's like in My Hero Academia, right? The world needs this, a symbol of peace, a symbol of hope. We don't got that now. And America noticed that, so they were like, shit, also, we can market this, A, and B, we do need a, something to keep the peace, a symbol of hope. Let's make our own Captain America with blackjack and hookers. And he looks like fucking Popeye. <laughs> they couldn't have picked a better person for me to not take seriously as the new Captain America. And I'm sure that this guy that looks like Bad Luck Brian in an ill-fitting Captain America costume is going to be a badass and do some ass kicking. It's just while he's doing it, I'm going to be too busy snickering. I really am. I talked a lot about Falcon, but let's talk about Winter Soldier. I'm sorry, he's Bucky Barnes. He's not Winter Soldier. That's not his name. He is now Bucky Barnes. At least that's what he's saying to himself and to his therapist. He has three rules that he has to follow. One, he's Bucky Barnes. Another one is that no one gets hurt when he goes in to make amends. And he can't do anything illegal. Saw somebody that he harassed as Winter Soldier. And he's like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm Bucky Barnes. I'm not the Winter Soldier anymore. Bye-bye. Doing this is a good idea to kind of put all his affairs in order. He's being pardoned after all. Put all his affairs in order, put his ducks in a row, and kind of move away from that life. But at the same time, you're letting the world know that the Winter Soldier is not a thing to worry about anymore. Which is good and bad, because maybe Winter Soldier was, was a checks and balance of keeping some people in check. Now there's going to be a power vacuum where there is no Winter Soldier, and they're going to replace you with something even worse, is, is what I'm thinking. So maybe telling people the, in the world that you don't exist anymore as Winter Soldier is not that good a look. Uh, neither is this haircut. He barely is recognizable to me as anybody but another dude. The only way you can tell it's Winter Soldier is that he has this kind of look on his face all the time like he's angry. I'm assuming he's going to pick up the mantle as Captain America at some point because he does in the comics. And also because US Asian looks hilarious. His, his older friend, he really wants to help him with his son. And it's driving him crazy that this man that's so sweet and nice to him is suffering so much. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to help him out. I'm going to crack the mystery behind his son's death and probably crack some skulls. And I'm wondering, is he going to put on the eyeshadow and, the, and a wig for this? A way to separate himself from Winter Soldier? Like, that? I didn't do those things. The Winter Soldier did. I can definitely see him doing that. And also, we get to see him in the wig and the eyeshadow again, which was a good look for him. We got a whole episode into the show, and not one time did we see them wearing their Avengers disguise of hat and sunglasses. Very disappointed nobody's wearing a hat and sunglasses. It was real sunny. <laughs> I love that his older friend also picks up chicks for him. And it's really difficult for him. It's like an episode of Black Mirror Striking Vipers where the guy is trying to date younger women and he has nothing in common with them. And he's like, Dennis Robin. And she's like, who? He's having a lot of time relating to her and it's just weird for him. He's like, I tried dating, but dating sites are weird. People have profile pictures that are tigers. They're not, you're not a tiger, ma'am. That's funny because there is an Avenger named Tigra, who is a tiger. She's a tiger woman. She's kind of like uh, the way the cheetah is in DC, but she's a tiger. And it's funny because she's an Avenger. Did he see her profile on like, okay, Cupid and go, nah, you can't possibly be a tiger. Skip. Because that's, that's hilarious. And probably the only way she's going to get in the, in the Marvel universe. The only tiger that I can see getting into the Marvel cinematic universe is white tiger because they, they felt the need to put her in um, like the Young Avengers TV show, the, the Young Avengers cartoon show. And I think it's honestly because once one company does Catwoman, you don't want to do Black Cat because you don't want to be seen as the knockoff version of. For a second, when Bucky is in therapy, I thought his therapist was an asshole until she said that she's also a soldier. And I'm like, oh, she's probably doing this because this is the only way to get through to people like him who are kind of like the army kind of made them emotionally stunted and he's dealing with a lot and she also understands how that is so she's a relatable therapist. I felt like we spent a little bit too much time with 
Falcon and his sister do having the same argument over and over. I, I think they had the art the same argument like three times, and I really didn't want to hear it the third time. And it felt more like padding to the episode than anything else. That's it for Falcon and Winter Soldier, or is it Winter Soldier and the Falcon? It's gonna take me a hundred years to be able to say that off the top of my dome. But now let's move on to Attack on Titan. Alright, so Attack on Titan. This episode's called Assault because holy shit. That's all the episode was. This episode had me hooting and hollering like I was watching a wrestling pay-per-view. I was losing my fucking mind. After every time something happened, I just would go ape and start screaming about this, that, and the other thing. First of all, the jaw titan became the slack jaw titan because the episode ends, last episode ends with Aaron about to get his nape bitten by the jaw titan, which would be a bad situation. The jaw titans, these teeth are made for biting and that's just what he does. Unfortunately, Levi was like, nope, we're going to stop that right the fuck now. And it was the coolest entrance ever. Like, I was so excited to see Levi. I was so excited to see Mikasa last time. Every time a new person showed up on screen, I would just cheer. This episode feels like it'll be best watched with a group of your friends just screaming at the top of your lungs every time something happens. Because it's not like you have to listen very hard for, like, story beats that are very important. Like, the next couple of episodes. This episode reminds me of that picture of the group of guys that are just sitting there, like, watching a show. And then all of a sudden... This episode comes on and is there the second panel? Something else I noticed about the theme song. Every time uh, we get an episode, I'm going to notice something new about the OP. That's just what's going to happen. Um, I realized that this in the song, they're screaming justice and then it changes to monster at the end. When the Beast Titan starts walking through the streets, I was like, oh shit. Here comes my boy Armin. And I was like yelling about it. And then it was like, oh no, it's the Beast Titan. Everybody is fucking finished. You know, Beast Titan, you can do other things besides throw uh, rocks, right? A lot more things, but the rock thing is very effective, so why would he do anything else? If the Beast Titan worked alongside the Warhammer Titan and the Warhammer just started making him spears, man, imagine. So I was like, man, Rhyna probably just the last second, if maybe at the last second he saved Falco, because Falco is a sweet boy and I didn't want to see him die. I mean, it would be too cruel to kill Falco off that way. So Rhyna saved him with a uh, armored titan hand tent which he is also in he's just in the tent considering titans form from the neck up i thought that was incredibly interesting that he is sitting inside the hand tent unless he's doing some yoga and he's put his hands behind his neck and then also put falco there as well i'm not sure how this positioning makes much sense but it's a cool visual rhino doesn't have the will to live anymore he's just like fuck it just let me die gabi and falco start stupidly calling for rhino like rhino help us Rhyna's just like, leave me alone, fuck off. Because Rhyna realizes that all of this is his fault. He's the baddie. He's the biggest baddie. That's not true. The, the people who sent them to disturb the king's peace after they were fucking told, do not disturb the king's peace. Willie Warhammer was like, he said he would never attack us if we disturbed the king's peace. So we're going to disturb the king's peace on purpose. We're going to kick a beehive. The bees said they promised they would never attack us. We're also going to steal the queen. What do you think's going to fucking happen? You can't, like, first of all, if you kidnap the founder, you're going to just eat, you're going to have it eaten by somebody else, leaving the actual walls undefended, and you're going to fucking just decimate that place. You're the baddies. You're, there's nothing else to say. You can come up with some propaganda, but you're an asshole. You're the villain. So going in there and kidnapping the founder is bullshit. It's dumb. I'm assuming because Zeke has royal blood, the Beast Titan will probably be the one to eat Historia and become, like, the founding beast. However, they don't know... That what that means is he's going to adopt the king's values and decide not to and, and decide to go war's bad, okay? They have no clue that that's what would happen, which is kind of why I wish they did it. Beast Titan comes out and he's like, Levi, let's fucking go. Levi obliges him and kills his ass. It looks like he killed him. 
with a grenade after he sliced the nape. It was a very convincing situation, especially when he used the grenade as like a smokescreen to take Zeke out of the neck. I thought that he killed himself. I thought he just pulled a grenade, held the pin, and said, fuck this, I'm going to go out with this motherfucker. It was a clever ruse. But it's okay, says the new general. By the way, that guy has horseshoes up his ass and around his neck. There's He, he survived every attempt on his life with plot armor. Like, there is no fucking way. I will say that Aaron had some plot armor in the last episode when they were shooting the anti-Titan shells, and they didn't keep shooting them, because if they kept shooting those, Aaron and the scouts would have been turned into meat. They didn't use them. They used them once, and I guess maybe they ran out of ammo because that stuff is either hard to make, but they only used it a couple times. And I'm like, you guys are dumb. So that plot armor saved Aaron and the scouts. But let's pull up a chair and talk about the fucking plot armor that the general has. Several times, he should have been murdered. Don't worry, we have a badass navy that's gonna come in and save the day. The badass navy gets blown to fucking smithereens by Armin's transformation. Reiner was like, why don't you ever use your really cool atomic bomb powers? And he's, stop being afraid to use that shit. And Armin was like, I ain't scared. I ain't scared of no thing. And he was on a boat. And when he took his hood off, I started screaming. I was like, my boy Armin. Armin, when he's walking through the town, is cop diesel. He comes out of the Titan's neck, looks down, and sees all the carnage and the kids and stuff like that that he blew up. And he's like tearing up about it. Like, you know, he doesn't like this cycle of revenge either. The only person that likes the cycle of revenge is Aaron. But I think Aaron had a change of heart in the next episode. We'll talk about that next time. Because Berthold was afraid of using his power, he didn't see this kind of destruction and carnage with the entire town. He he didn't get to really see anything. As soon as he kicked open the hole, he fucking bounced out. He If he would have stayed, he would have saw all those people getting, getting viciously eaten. We go back to the massive Titan fight. Jaw Titan, we think he's through. He's finished. He's a slack jaw. And Aaron's like, yeah, he's through. He's finished. No, jaw tightens the size. I'm going to two-piece Aaron with my big-ass claws. He scratches the giant combustible lemon that the Warhammer Titan is in. And when he scratches through it like that, a light bulb goes off on Aaron's head. You need something bigger than a light bulb, considering he's a Titan. So, like, a nuclear reactor goes off above Aaron's head. And he's like, you have the ability to break open these little tasty shells. And he grabs the, the Titan and forces him to bite through the Warhammer like a goddamn nutcracker. And then he holds it over his mouth to drink delicious fruit inside. That was fucked up. That was really fucked up and cool as hell at the same time. All the while, this guy is screaming for him not to do it. So now Aaron has the Warhammer Titan and I wonder what he's gonna do with it. Thinking about the OP again, I was like, I was thinking, oh man, Aaron turned a bunch of people into stone and look at all those people suffering. It's like Pompeii. Then I thought about it after he got the Warhammer Titan in this episode and I was like, no. That's hardening. Aaron's gonna use his hardening to suffocate people to death? What? Also, he might use his hardening to crack Annie out of her shell. Calling Rhina to wake up actually works in the end because he gets up and he's like, just leave me the fuck alone. But he gets up, just let me die. And he stands up like, look, you know what, fuck it. If Aaron kills me, I can just go out like a G at least. So he gets up and he's ready to fight Aaron. And the episode ends. If people who decided to quit the show in season two, man... Don't you wish you were here with us now? <laughs> that's Attack on Titan, and that's Popyak. If you want to listen to the audio version of this, you can definitely look for me wherever you find your podcast and just download it there so you can take this on the road, unless you have YouTube Premium. If you want to correct me or see me post memes of the episodes that I cover, definitely follow me on Instagram at PopyakTJ or on, or on Twitter at audio underscore D. That's spelled D-E-E. Thanks for hanging out.